Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret, and once again, welcome to Journey into an Unknown World. As I always say in the beginning of these shows, that I'm here not to brag about who I am or what I do, or to impose upon you my thoughts, my wills, my ideas, but rather to share with you information that I believe will be helpful to you. This is not a show where I ask people to come on and chat with me and promote their products and so forth. This is purely a learning show. So if you've been listening to me over the last four or five years, you've probably learned a great deal. But perhaps you would like to learn more. I am preparing to take each show, the title of each show, expand it and go on to teach you for one hour more about that particular subject in an online Zoom program. So I'm asking you directly here that if you've enjoyed all these shows and you would like to learn more from me, for only $35 per one hour with me, you can go online, go to www.sumariacenter.com that's S for sugar U, M for mother A, R, I, S for sugar C, E, N, T, E, R dot com go there sign up so that I know that you are interested in going to study more with me and as you go online, fill in the box, give me your name, your email, so I can let you know that I've got it. And give me some interests so that I know what exactly you want to learn, rather than bothering you with unnecessary emails. If you'd like to write to me, Dr. Margaret, RVC, Rogers Van Coops, that's RVC, at gmail. Dot com. Say it again, D-R-M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T-R-V-C at gmail.com. Simply put, my name. And write to me and let me know of topics that you feel I have not talked about or that I've barely talked about you would like to know a lot more. I depend upon your feedback, no matter where you are in the world, to let me know how these shows are helping you. You can understand from my point of view that putting out shows for over four years has left me with a lot of followers but no idea who you are or where you are. Since Web Talk Radio does not record your email addresses, we are without knowledge as to who you are or how far away you are from me in America. So please do go to my website www.sumaricenter.com or to Facebook or LinkedIn and friend me and let me know that you have been listening to the shows and what you're interested in there. So you have three ways to connect with me. My last way is to write to me, Dr. Margaret, rvc at gmail.com, and let me know what you've been listening to and uh, what more you would like to learn. 
So having said that little pitch, which I don't often do, I'd like to address the issue that I've chosen to talk to now. And that issue is the dark side. Yes, believe it or not, throughout the end of last year and this year, I have had a lot of people calling me saying, there are so many things going wrong in my life, it's almost as though I've been cursed. In fact, one person told me that uh, she was approached by some gypsy who had offered to break the curse by her breaking an egg and reading it. Well, in the old days that might have worked, but today the truth is that a chicken is a chicken, an egg is an egg, and it's only a way of using the egg as a scrine on the part of the psychic to pick up information that will tell you something about your issues. It will not clear some kind of, um, I don't know what you want to call it, bad wishes, shall we say. I don't like using the word curse. <laughs> uh, but bad wishes from someone who has sent you evil thoughts, etc., etc. Does this really happen? Well, the truth is that when we are ferocious, when we are angry, we spit out our words, and in the same way, we spit out energy blobs from our aura. And those blobs will adhere to corners in the room. They will also adhere to instruments, things that resonate sound, which allows them to vibrate. One of the things that I always suggest to my students is to go around the house clapping diligently in every corner and anywhere else you feel you want to clap uh, in order to break up that negative energy. I once stayed in a very old house that was built back in the 1200s. I spent the night listening to a conversation between a man and a woman about how they were going to save the lives of others. The period of English was definitely not of the current period in time, since there were strange ways in the way that the people were talking. However, having studied Dickens and such like things, I was able to quite comfortably listen, until eventually I felt drowned in the negativity of the energies of the walls of that room. And by dawn, I had to get up and leave, go out into the sun and cleanse my aura. So if you're staying in an old antiquated building, yes, you are likely to feel the essence of people who have been there before you, who have left their negative energy in the walls, furniture, carpet, bed, etc. Which, of course, is why we don't like to sleep in a room where others have been sleeping unless it's been thoroughly cleaned, vacuumed and clean sheets and so on of course and feel freshness within the room. I'm sure many of you have stayed in hotels of which some of them you walked in and said this place is horrid, I can't stay here. Whereas others you walked in and felt wow, this is heaven. Yes, it all depends on housekeeping it depends on people being aware of using essences, vibrations of love and peace to cleanse a room. But what happens to negativity that is dissipated from everyone across this planet, 
For example, right now, America has lots of discharges of energy over politics. Europe has the same thing going on. Meanwhile, the Middle East is at war, lots of negativity there. And of course, with Russia and Asia, they are going through big changes as well. Of course, lots of people are not happy with that. So generally, we can say that around this Earth is a circle, rather like the Earth being put inside a big balloon. This big circle is an energy of darkness. It's an energy of negativity. When the sun comes up, that negativity is obviously dispersed. But for most, clouds come, skies rain, heat waves put thirst and trouble upon those who live on the earth, causing more anger. And so I wish I could say that the sun is just the answer to the cleansing of the earth, but it is not. We as humans discharge so much negativity that it lays as a layer around the earth and if you are able to come out of body that's tune OB into the oneness into the Akashic records you will have to pass through this negative energy that surrounds the earth I myself have done this many times in the first event, I was so scared because it felt like thousands and trillions of hands were clutching at me as I tried to soar through it. I struggled through it only to sigh with relief as I embraced the oneness and embraced the spirit world. And of course, when I had to return to the earth, that meant I had to dive back down through it. But there was a difference. Having gone through the struggles, I learned from my spirit guides that the way back down was much easier and that should one think about descending in light and in peace, then the negative doesn't bother us, which of course I did. So over the years I've taught many of my students to protect themselves from what we call the dark side here on earth. So for example, if you're going to the store, you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know where they've come from. You don't know their ancestry. You don't know the coding in their DNA or their RNA. All you know is they are someone in the shop who looks miserable, feels miserable, and to you, a sign to move away. But what if you're in line waiting for the grocery checker you're trapped there. You can't move away. You have to stay unless you want to be there all day. So, what do you do? You have to close down your chakras. And I have a very simple way to do that. And perhaps you'd like to do it along with me while I talk you through it. The first thing is to be aware that your crown chakra, your halo, records in the brain everything that you've ever been, ever done, ever thought of, instinctively, intuitively, or deliberately. And all that energy relative to whether you were feeling good or bad at the time is correlated emotionally with images within your mind. Those images, when stimulated, may well turn you into a remembrance of being angry and pass out that energy from your crown chakra to your family. 
well, you don't want to upset them, especially if they're just going to bed. So better to visualize this halo closing up rather like a fan does to look like a tulip, a cup on top of your head. That cup is open to the oneness, to your spirit guides, to the higher vibration of all that is. And at the bottom of it, if you like, is a tiny little hole that allows that love, that protection, that honor and trust to flow down through your brain towards your third eye chakra. Your third eye chakra is how you perceive images within your head. Some people can tell you they can see images outside with their eyes included. That is possible. But for now, just to close the inner eye, you simply close your eyes physically. You could squint, screw them up a little bit if you like, and say close and relax the eyes. Open them wide. Now become aware of your throat chakra. Your throat chakra is where you talk a lot. You say a lot about what is right and what is wrong. You get angry, you cry, you bemoan, you wail. It goes on, doesn't it? All day long, you're thinking aloud or talking to yourself, and in some way your throat chakra gets very blocked. So for your throat chakra, take several deep breaths in and out, releasing all that you've had going on through the day. And as you do that, you're allowing yourself to let go of all those negative thoughts while embracing the positive aspects of your ideas and then swallow, swallow, swallow. Keep swallowing until you feel you've cleared your throat chakra and locked it down for the night. Now become aware of your heart chakra. With every breath you take in, you are expanding it and with every breath you push out, you are contracting it. After taking a few breaths, begin to realize that it is time to close down these emotions, especially if they're negative. So you breathe in, and as you breathe out, very slowly, I'm doing it with you, <sighs> closed. I deliberately made a lot of noises so you could hear me, because you're not looking at me. When you breathe so long and so slowly to the point of close, you are ready to take an in-breath. And that in-breath will solidify, I have closed myself down. Okay? Now, solar plexus, pull the tummy muscles in. Those abs need to come in to bring them in slowly, feeling the little bit of tension that you can sense. You want to feel that. That piece, that little area of tension means you've closed down. And then slowly relax the muscles, keeping that sense of energy there. Good. Now your base chakra, or root chakra as it's called, squeeze the private parts together. And as you breathe out again, say close. Then take a breath and relax those muscles and feel close down. Now, we have to take a look at the spleen chakra. and The spleen chakra is at the left side rear, moving diagonally through the body to the right front side. 
Put your hands there. Rest your hips, your hands on your hips. That's it. Now, take a deep breath. And as you breathe in and out, visualize a seesaw with two children sitting on it. And as they bounce up and down, they become equal in weight so that ultimately the seesaw is at rest parallel to the ground. And when you see this, just simply stretch your arms down to your sides and say, close. Now make a fist with your hands, wriggle your feet and say, close for your hand and feet chakras. Now you are closed down and anyone who would be negative, aggressive, violent or whatever it might be, will not be able to invade your aura or your space. So now that I've taught you how to close down, I want you to know that if you need to open up, you will do it automatically by a sense of wanting to share yourself. So you don't have to worry about how to open. But what I do want to say here is, going back to my analogy of walking around the store, that you can never tell who is going to be negative or positive. So my advice to you is to do this practice short, I want to call it little meditation, to close down your chakras even before you enter a store, a movie theater, a mall or anywhere where there's lots of people, especially a ball game for example, because everyone is hyper and everyone is throwing out their anger, their rage at the game, but actually it's fueled by their history. So you don't want to take doses of thousands of people home with you, do you? Now, there are other people who say to me, can someone send you a bad wish? Well, the truth is we can send anyone anything by mind, thought, emotion, spirit. But the ultimate thing is that if the person's vibration is on a higher one from the one who sends it, then all it's going to do is bounce back off them and straight back into the person who sent it, making them feel doubly miserable. So my advice to anyone who wants to send a negative wish to someone, don't do it, because you'll bring more troubles upon your own shoulders. That's under the fourth law of karma of like attracts like in the mirror image. We are supposed to learn to share in love without judgment. If you send a message with judgment, it will surely be refused under the first law and you will surely receive it back. The next thing to be aware of in terms of the dark side is that people say to me, well, is there an evil spirit that's going to feed off my energy? The truth is, any evil spirit, in quotes, is likely to be an earthbound. That is, a person like you, who has passed over, though, and doesn't know where heaven is. Maybe they're still hunting for their little dog that they think that got lost, or maybe they're worried about their children so they can't leave, or maybe they've stayed around because they're fighting for a cause, i.e. World War Two or One. Or maybe even older, back in time, they were uh, fighting for a cause for the crusade, shall we say. 
The oneness has no time. The earthbounds have no sense of time. So whatever period in history they have come from, they will tell you about those times. And you will know that they need help in ascension. So how do you do that? In your mind, you ask your spirit guide, even if you don't know who they are, to come and be with you in the light. And from there, you will sense a feeling of upliftment and peace as they come. Then, you will ask them to create a ball of light in your room. You may or may not see it in your mind or with your physical eyes, but it is there. And as you bring that light into the room, you ask your spirit guides to take all earthbound spirits into the light on their way to heaven. Over the years, every time there's been a Memorial Day somewhere in some country, wherever I have been, I have been saving those poor wounded souls and sending them back into the astral, into the arms of their loved ones, who often have been long dead because these people have been wandering the earth for thousands of years. Yes, I've even saved angels. Now, that might seem strange, but you see, once upon a time the angels came down to create form and lead form and develop form and in the process of doing that somehow stayed behind to make sure it all worked and somehow behind that got lost in the misery of this planet and was unable to recall their angelic self. So at this particular time in our transition into the second spiritual age a lot of fallen angels are being rescued. The Catholic Church calls them succubus. Why? Because they believed that these fallen angels would suck our energy, deplete our insecurities, wisdom and whatever we have from us, leaving us as a vegetable. A ranting and raving lunatic, if you like. Well, that was the eyes of popes and priests long dead. Okay? Today we don't believe those things. Well, Almost don't use those things. Let's put it this way. There are countries where they still believe in voodoo. And because they believe in it, if these people are afraid, the ultimate is when something paranormal happens, they are so afraid they give themselves a heart attack and yes, they can die. An earthbound spirit cannot harm you. Now, let us go further. Some people will tell you, well, there are monsters, evil monsters in the dark. Yes, there are. But they cannot integrate with humans because we are not of their species. We are not of their type. These were created long before humans were ever created. They are jealous of our abilities and skills and our freedom. And they will try and haunt us and threaten us. But of course, if you're wise and if you understand that they are in a different realm from yours, simply trying to cross over into one that they cannot exist in anyway, then all you have to say to them is, 
if you stay here, you are becoming. And every time they threaten you with words, you simply say, you are becoming. Given time, they will begin to notice they are transforming and changing as they are becoming. And ultimately, in order to be able to speak to you and to be able to speak to God, they will become whatever they were once upon a time in the light, once again entering the light to become the person they've forgotten or the thing that they've forgotten. The worst thing that can happen to you is your imagination. If you want to believe in evil things, then you can attract them under the fourth law of mirror image. Likewise, if you want to believe in your spirit guides, ascended masters, you will attract them and they will talk to you. There is a need for both the dark and the light to exist, to cohabit, to integrate in order to manifest energy that keeps the oneness alive. Here I'd like to say to you that if you have no idea about what the oneness is, then do read my book, Quantum Entanglement, A Paranormal Point of View, available on Amazon or from my publishers, easytimepublishing.com. I also want to say to you that I will be um, publishing a book called The Dark Side. And in that book, which is a short book, you'll be able to read all the things I've mentioned here and much, much more. It will help you to understand how to evolve beyond the dark side, to embrace the light, and to understand how the light needs the dark, and the dark needs the light. After all, you know as well as I do, that if you're in a dark cave with no candle, you cannot see past your nose at all. And if you are in a bright lighted room where spotlights are on you, you cannot see your audience or the other people in the room. Our bodies are made to integrate with both the light and the dark. If you'd like to know more, there are many books I've written. If you're a true student of Evolvement, then you might like to buy my book, Journey into an Unknown World, The Way to Oneness Revisited. In that book, you will learn about In the Beginning Was the Word, and the Word was a Vibration, etc. And you will go all the way to the end where you will learn that God has a higher and lower self too. In between all that, you'll find informations about your psychic ability, the tools you can use, the various abilities of yourself as a healer, and all the ways you can heal yourself, as well as many meditations that you can record and do yourself, and a great deal of information about the fragmentations of God, the soul, the ascension and descension movements of the oneness in order for its existence to continue. The last thing I'd like to say to you is to realize that whether you are very negative or positive right now, 
you are in the formation of what you promise to be and do. Why would that be? If you are negative, you will in some way cause other people to be negative. And that generates energy. And energy keeps the oneness alive. If on the other hand you're in the light and you're peaceful, you are generating a different kind of energy. That kind of energy is softer, malleable in its strength, and yet more supremely fine. The way these two energies, the dark which is heavy and dense with the light, is imperative to the continuation of the oneness. If everything was just perfect, we would stall, we would be still, we would have no growth. I'm not justifying anyone to rush out and kill someone or do something bad. I'm simply saying it is the way of nature that when something needs to be done, we judge, condemn, alter and change for the better. When something is so easy it's just taken for granted, we tend to abuse it and misuse it and ultimately another negative is created. For those of us who share and love in light, be aware that without the darkness of your growth you wouldn't be where you are today. Each of us is a model and I hope that those of you who are listening to this will begin to understand that you are both dark and light you are perfect in all that you are for the oneness needs you to be exactly as you are yet as the oneness transforms so in the mirror image it flows back down to you that you too can transform. In this period in time now, in the second spiritual age, we are all transforming. So enjoy the change. Well that's the end of my little talk for today. Thank you very much for listening to me. I hope that you will come back time and time again. And by the way, watch out for my audio book the dark side. Bye.